Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial yet forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. This series is named after the Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered national women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. Catherine Durek writes and voices Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series. Today's story is shorthand for suffrage. Suffragist Margaret V. Longley revolutionized office work and created new opportunities for women in the workplace. Long before typing students learned that a quick brown fox had jumped over a lazy dog, Mrs. Margaret Vader Longley incorporated feminist persuasion into phrases she provided for student practice in her textbook for the Remington No. 2, the first commercially successful typewriter. A phrase from Lesson 2 asserted that no man can take her place. Lesson 3 demanded when was she to give the facts? And Lesson 6 observed that Abuse of power is, of course, shameful. Along with Our Heavenly Father and Democratic Principles of Government, Lesson 9 included woman's right to the ballot. Explaining why she had chosen the various terms, the author simply stated that these were a few of the phrases most frequently used in theology and law. By the time she published typewriter lessons for teachers and learners, Margaret Longley was a seasoned businesswoman and political activist who had been pioneering women's access to professional education and employment for more than three decades. Three more would pass before her work was done. Margaret's barrier-breaking career began shortly after 1847 when the 16-year-old married publisher Elias Longley. In July 1848, the same month that women met in Seneca Falls, New York to declare their rights, Elias launched the Phonetic Advocate. Longley's journal promoted writing in a phonographic alphabet that spelled words based on English sounds, an approach he believed would radically improve literacy among the masses. This reform must be one of the most important, if not the most important, of all the social political reforms now agitated, Longley noted in the first issue. Educate the whole people, every rank, from highest to lowest, and all other reforms will follow. Before the year ended, the journal had published articles on women's mission and women's trials, which argued for better female education and lamented the never-ending labors of wives and mothers. Within five years, the paper changed its name, proclaimed its devotion to all true interests of the human race, and featured articles on social issues from spelling reform and vegetarianism to abolition, temperance, and women's rights. Margaret became the first female typesetter in Cincinnati and had also learned phonography or shorthand. During the Civil War, while Elias gathered testimony in the cases of deserters and spies in the field of battle, Margaret worked late into the night, rendering her husband's shorthand notes into readable form for War Department records. In 1869, when women once again took up their cause, Margaret traveled to New York as a delegate to the American Equal Rights Association. Upon her return, she led the Buckeye State in founding the Ohio Woman Suffrage Association. 
A decade later, Margaret would find herself still advocating women's rights to the ballot and to professional employment. Shorthand, paired with the newly invented typewriter, expanded opportunities for women to enter the white-collar workforce. While it's no exaggeration to say that Margaret Longley's 1882 textbook for the Remington typewriter was innovative, it was the fingering strategy, not the feminist phrases, that made her work revolutionary. Margaret Longley explained that women excel as typewriter operators, no doubt, due to the fact that women are more generally accustomed to a similar use of the fingers in playing the piano, which, of course, gives them an advantage over men. If you learn to type with all your fingers and tap the spacebar with your thumb, you can thank Margaret, for it was she who first recommended using all eight fingers to strike the keys. Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. You can subscribe to The Genius of Liberty through Apple Podcasts and find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Genius of Liberty stories come to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. You belong here. <laughs>